passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Listen up. I want to tell you all about Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. You see, they strive to make financial services work for everybody and not just the wealthy. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with absolute confidence. And it's simple and intuitive with a clear design with data presented in a very easy-to-digest manner. Now, here's what I like best about Robinhood. Other brokerages charge up to 10 bucks for every single trade, but Robinhood does not charge commission fees. You can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. And best of all, you can learn by doing. You can learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. You can discover new stocks and track favorite companies with a personalized news feed. You can have custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. And right now, Robinhood is giving you a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up right now at GymRome.com. Robinhood.com. That's jimrome.robinhood.com. Jimrome.robinhood.com. I almost killed a guy in the Chick-fil-A line just now. The guy's like talking and, you know, jiving with him. Oh, so how does the app work? You know, does the app, do you do this? And I'm screaming out the window, get the f- out of the way. You know, I had to do this, obviously, at 145, and I'm like, I'm screaming at this guy. I'm losing my mind. I my wife, I'm like, I can lose it here. I can lose it in any second. Welcome to the Jim Rome Podcast. What's cracking? This is Ep 66, and my guest is PGA Tour Pro and absolute badass Pat Perez. Let me be straight. This is one of my most enjoyable conversations in quite some time. This is one of my favorite podcasts ever. Golf's so-called alleged angriest man is now into his 40s. Yeah, angriest. If by angriest you mean coolest, then yes, he is the angriest. But yes, he's going to let you know what he's thinking. Now, I'll say this. Pat did get married four years ago to Ashley, which is an amazing story onto itself. Wait on that. And they do have an infant daughter, Piper. And sure, that will mellow anybody. But if you thought this dude was going to pull any punches, then you just don't know Pat. But you're about to. Pot up. Ep 66 with Pat Perez get started right now. Pat, I am so psyched to run you down and chop it up with you. Thank you very much for making time. First of all, Pat, how you living and how you hitting them right now? What's up? Well, I'm living with a four-month-old baby, so I haven't been really been hitting too many golf balls. It's uh, <laughs> fuck, man. I haven't had any sleep. It's been uh, my. I don't have any patience anyway, so it's already been tested by, you know, crying baby at three thirty and all that. But uh, you know, it is what it is. 
Shit, Pat, we're one question in. It's already one of my best podcasts ever. I love that. <laughs> All right, so you're like 40-plus, and you've got a baby four months old now. Just really quickly, talk about that. Is there any way, like, I don't know about you. I don't know if you've been around a lot of kids like me. When I had our first child, I had never been around a lot of nieces and nephews. I didn't know what the fuck to do when the baby came home. <laughs> what was it like bringing the baby home? It was fucking nerve-wracking. I leave this hospital, right? They put it, they give us a baby, and they go, okay, take this home and keep it alive. You're okay, <laughs> you know, no problem, right? So I, I get in the car. You know, I drive like a bat out of hell. We got five cars. I got a race car and the whole shit. I drive like a maniac around town. But all of a sudden now, I look in my mirror and I see her face looking at me. And I go, Christ, I actually got to slow down now. I got to like watch for people and other idiot drivers like me. And, you know, I'm like, I got to get her home safely. And, you know, it, it was nerve wracking. You know, cause I'm like, I got this human being back there that I created. And I got to keep her alive and keep her safe and all this. And here I am. You know, now I'm driving the speed limit, and I'm staying in the, you know, the slow lane and that kind of stuff, and it's, uh, it's unbelievable, man. It, it, is, it is unbelievable, but it, it is the coolest thing going. They, everyone said it was going to be cool, but, and it really is, but, man, the time-consuming is unbelievable. Unbelievable. No, no, it's it's an amazing commitment. Everybody says that, oh, it'll change your life. It's the best thing ever. Right. It's true. It's true. What they don't tell you is it's an awesome, awesome responsibility. I mean, you just said, like, look at me now. I'm already driving the speed limit. I mean, shit, Pat, what's next? Eating clean, working out? What's no, next? I have none of that's happening. I don't have time to eat. You know, <laughs> but I put on more weight somehow. So I, I, I drank and ate everything that hasn't been nailed down in the last two months because, you know, we don't really go around. I'm trying to help the wife, and we're trying to find somebody to help us now, you know, with with the nanny, so we've been on that deal for a little bit now. It's just been, I mean, it's 24-7. It's like, do this, do this, do this, and it's just nonstop. It's literally nonstop. Hey, listen, one last thought on that. I remember when that thing went down, right before we brought home our first son, everybody was saying to me, like, hey, Rome, are you going to get a night nanny? I'm like, hell no, hell no. I'm about that process, man. I'm about being the involved parent. I'm about being the dad who's there. Like, three days into that, I'm like, I don't care what it costs. No, you find exactly. me a night nanny, and I'm going to scratch that check right now. Yeah, no, that's where I'm at. That's literally where I'm at right now. I told Ashley, I said, find somebody. I mean, I said, because the season's getting ready to start. I said, if I feel like I do now, I'm going to throw every club I have. I won't have enough clubs to finish around because every bad shot, I'm going to fire that thing in the water. Because I'm going to be so, my, you know, I'm not sleeping. I don't, I don't, I need sleep. I need rest. I'm, you know, and I, my patience is always tested as it is anyway. But, uh, God, man, yeah, it's, um, the night thing is just unbelievable. And then, you know, she wakes up and she's all happy and chipper and you feel like shit. And, you know, you're all tired and you want to, you want to fucking kill somebody. And it's like. And then she smiles and she's like, oh, okay, I guess it's all worth it. But then you're like tired all day. And then you're, you know, I almost killed a guy in the Chick fil A line just now. The guy, he's got this, Chick fil A's got this app thing going now, right? So the guy's like talking and, you know, jiving with him. Oh, so how does the app work? You know, does the app, do you do this? And I'm screaming out the window, get the fuck out of the way. You know, cause I had to do this, obviously, at 145. And I'm like, I'm screaming at this guy. I'm losing my mind. I told my wife, I'm like, I could lose it here. I could lose it any second. You know, Dude. I could lose it any minute. The baby's I... in the car. So somehow I got to stay calm. I could do this. But I'm losing my mind. This guy's chatting with everybody. You know, now they got three people online. You know, one guy to take the order, one guy to collect the money, and then you get the food. This guy talked to each one of them for like five minutes. I'm losing my brains back there. Oh, hell yes, man. That's like, that's that guy's <laughs> social activity, man. That's what he does. He's all about Dude. that life. That's like. Seven that's kids like... in the car. I'm like, bro, get out of my way. Seriously, Pat, like that's like when you go to Starbucks. It, I don't know if you do this, but like I'll go in early in the morning, like 5, 5.15. And there's always some woman like, I don't know how the hell she beat me there, but she beat me there and she's got the $75 order, man, and she does not care. Doesn't it doesn't care. matter how long it's going to take. People don't care anyway in general. It's just it's unbelievable. They just don't. <laughs> they don't. 
You know, it's funny. It's funny, man. You're getting hyped up. I can see that you're getting kind of worked up, but it's understandable, man. That's, that's the way I feel like when I don't get enough sleep over time. You were back in the day. Back in the day, glossed golf's angriest man. Looking right. back to me, it's kind of funny. In fact, it's really funny. How about you? Do you? Is it funny to you? Is it fair? Was it unfair? What did you make of that back then? No, I brought it upon myself. Of course I did. <clears throat> you know, I'm not. But see, people don't forget, like, hey, man, remember that shit at Pebble? I go, bro, that was 18 years ago, okay? My third PGA Tour event. You know, I lost the tournament. Let's, let's not forget, it's not like I just got mad and I was in 60th place. I mean, I lost the tournament on the last hole. Here I am. I hit the ball out of bounds. And then I think it's in bounds. Walk all the way out there. Guy tells me it's out of bounds by three inches. Got to walk all the way back to the tee. Then I get out there and I hook one in the water. And I've just lost, you know, you know easily a couple million dollars with sponsorship and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I'm 24 years old. You know, I'm like, I don't know what the hell was going on at that time. I mean, I'm totally different now than I was. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, the, the way that the, the media and, the, you know, the way you can be portrayed and all this kind of stuff, I'm just a, I'm a fiery guy. I don't like to lose. I don't like to play bad. You know, this is my, you know, people forget, this is not a hobby of ours. You know, th- this shit puts food on our, on our plates as we're trying to, you know, make some cash as long as we can. I mean, that's what it is. So, you know, I just, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I've learned a lot from that and I've grown over time, you know, as it is. You know, I thank God I didn't have a kid until now because I don't, I don't know if I could have done the whole thing at 30 years old with the baby and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't think I could have handled it. I wouldn't have been mature enough. I wouldn't have been – I might not have been a great dad, you know, all that kind of thing. So I think timing for me was everything. But, you know, I've learned, I've learned so much over the last 18 years on tour. But, yeah, you know, I brought that stuff upon myself. And I think I've slowly kind of gotten rid of that, um, you know, that, that label and title. But, uh, you know, I'm just a little more – I actually am more chill on the course now. I just try not to let things bother me as much because there's, you know, I've done it so long. Like, what am I going to get mad now for, you know? Here I am, 42, trying to compete with these kids that hit it a mile, you know, with all this talent and all this. I mean, it's like, you know, the fact of the fact, I even had these last two and a half years winning twice and, you know, being top 30 in the world for a bunch of time. I and mean, that, I thought that was unbelievable. You know, I never, never thought in my wildest dreams that was ever even going to happen because I never really had any good seasons. But I never really took it serious enough, you know? Hey, Pat, you're a fucking millionaire. That helps. That helps now. <laughs> let, me, let me go back to the other point, Pat. I, I totally believe me. If anybody knows exactly what you're talking about, it's me. This whole notion of, hey, man, hey, man, remember Pebble? Uh, yeah, it was 18 years ago. That's like people coming up to me and saying, hey, man, remember Everett? Yeah, I was there. Of course I remember Everett. <laughs> I was there. Amazing, I know. That's one of the best moments in sports no one talks about. That was phenomenal. Yeah, so is you melting down at Pebble Beach. It's so good. I love that. <laughs> I know, and man. The fact you called him again, yeah, the stones would call him again, was unbelievable. Yeah, dude, so, I mean, that's, yeah, right? I mean, but I, but I, I appreciate you saying that, too. No, but, I, but I know what you're saying, because if somebody's going to if somebody's gonna judge you by one bad day at the office, and it's coming up 20, 25 years later, I mean, you're probably like me. I don't fight that, because I, that's part of who I am, part of what I did. I made yeah. a mistake. I had a bad day at work. That's all part of the deal. But we all <laughs> evolve, man. We all grow. You and I are not the same guy that we were 20 years ago. Of course not. If you are, then, you know, well, actually, we, you know, if we were, we wouldn't be in the positions we are today. Let's put it that way. That's it. You know what That's I mean? It. So, yeah, of course I've grown from it. I mean, fuck, it's, you know, it, it was, it's so, I don't know. It's not that it was different back then, but it, it is different in the fact of all the social media. Oh, it's different. Everybody's judging. Everybody's got their camera on you now. And, you know, if you piss wrong, they're going to put it. Oh, my God, look at his stream goes to the left. You know, it's like, guys, let's, you know, the social media thing is unbelievable. How everybody can judge you off, you know, something you might have said or something you might not have said. And then it gets worldwide in about three minutes. 
And the whole thing is just incredible. I mean, the, the social media aspect of what's changed is, is amazing. I mean, just how people can just wear you out on social media because of something you either did or said. If they don't like it, like the, you know, that, that thing went down with Tiger with me. You know, I yeah, Pat, guy, lay that, for those, Pat, for those who don't know, lay out exactly what you're talking about. What happened so, there? Guy calls in my show. This is after Tiger pulled out of that uh, Dubai tournament, right? He's back. This is in, what, six, this is in 17, early 17 February. Tiger got hurt. He pulls out of Dubai, and then all of a sudden he pulls out of the Genesis tournament, and then he pulls out of an interview because his doctor said he couldn't, you know, <laughs> he couldn't, he put out an interview. I've never even heard of that before, right. right? Because of his back. The guy calls in and goes, hey, man, what do you think about the state of Tiger right now? I go, right now? I said, bro, what do you want me to tell you? You know, what do you want me to tell you? So I went on this thing. I said, look, Tiger's the greatest thing we've ever seen. He's the greatest player I'll ever see in my, in my, ever in my lifetime. It doesn't matter who comes around. What he did for 10 years is the best golf anyone's ever seen and probably ever will that's living today. Now, I said, but if you want today, I said, he can't beat anybody. I said, he can't beat anybody. I said, look at him. He just pulled out a tournament. You know, he just pulled out an interview. Yeah, I said, so then I went down the list because I know Tiger's schedule so well because we're the same age. I've seen this guy. I've been competing against him since we were eight years old, right? So I go, look, if he doesn't play the Masters, his favorite thing on the planet, if he doesn't play there, if he doesn't play at the uh, U.S. Open, you know, if he doesn't play the PGA, then I said, you're not going to see him again the rest of the year. He's done. I said, because he's not going to have enough points to be in the playoffs, and he's not going to play the fall schedule, so you're not going to see him again. He'll be done for the year. And then this fucking idiot from... Golf Digest, who I, who I found out later, the guy came up to me and talked to me about it, and I wore his ass out. He put out, Perez says Tiger can beat nobody. And that was it. Not the three-minute spiel I went before and saying how Tiger's the greatest thing and no contact sport and all this other stuff. Just Perez says Tiger can beat nobody. And so everybody started retweeting it and, and re, you know, hashtag all this other crap. And all of a sudden, I became this villain when, you know, I'm one of the biggest Tiger fans there is. I mean, this guy is three months older than I am, and he's my idol. I mean, I've seen this guy do everything as close as you can see it, playing junior golf and then high school golf, and then he played in the Pac-10 when I was in the Pac-10, you know, and then he turned pro. I've seen this guy do everything. And then I played 18 years on tour with him. And then the world went against me. How dare you talk about the GOAT? How dare you talk about him? You're shit compared to him. You know, this. I'm going, guys, go back and listen to what I said. Re- listen to the whole thing. And you'll, you'll, you'll get an idea of it. I said, I never said he was done forever. I never said he was never going to win again. I never called him name. I didn't do anything. I just said, right now, he can't play. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? You know, when you pull out of an interview, what do you think? He's going to go out and beat anybody? He can't do it. He can't. Right. It, Pat, it's not unreasonable. If the guy's not healthy enough to do an interview, he's certainly not healthy enough to pick up his bats and beat anybody. No. But no, man. that was my whole thing. So I spent two years, <clears throat> once again, trying two. to justify him. You know, and, Two years. And people go, hey, guys, I'm with you on this Tiger thing. Believe me, I'm the closest thing to it. I said, I want him back because I benefit from it. I said, all you guys want to see him because you want to see him break the records. I, I want him back because he brings in hundreds of millions of dollars to the game that I get to benefit from that goes in my pocket. Right. I said, just like every other player, we all love Tiger because this guy has brought a half a billion dollars into the game. If he wasn't born, that wouldn't be there. You know, who the hell doesn't love this guy? I mean, when he won, when he won the Tour of Champions, I'm like, great. This is unbelievable. Fantastic. Now the world is back on the, uh, in golf, and, you know, hopefully he can continue to play well and, and get, those, get that 19th major. I'm like, Christ, I hope it all happens because I'm going to be right there, you know, getting the scraps. And i got no problem with him. 
It's, am- you know? it's amazing, Pat. You must have been like, is this whole thing was unraveling on you and it spins out of control. And that's the way social media is because with the retweets, there's like this compounding interest effect, right? And you had to be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, Listen, I, I everybody, want. stop. You're like trying to hit the brakes on the whole thing, right? Like, I grew up with this guy. I yeah. know this guy. We're the same age. We played in the juniors together. I know I've made a lot of money. And so we all have because of this guy. You got oh, it, it was- all wrong, but you can't stop it once it starts rolling no, down. It was, it was my partner on my show out of balance. Uh, Michael Collins works for ESPN. He's like, bro, what the hell's going on? I go, you tell right. me. I said, what the right. hell's going on? He goes, what did you say? I said, I didn't say anything. You heard me. He goes, <laughs> you were here, right? Killed on this deal, huh? Yeah, you're like saying to your partner, what do you mean? What did I say? You were right there, right? Yeah. You were I'm here. Like, I'm like, you know, he's like, bro, you got absolutely fucked in this whole deal. He goes, how are people taking this away? It's a three minute deal. So then what happens? Kelly Tillman gets on this golf channel, right? I'm down at PXG getting my clubs fitted, and Kelly Tillman, you would have thought somebody died. Kelly Tillman gets on this and goes, oh, we have this news. You know, Pat Perez is talking about Tiger Woods. We're just going to go ahead and play the clip here now. Wow. I'm like, you guys got to be fucking kidding me here. I mean, even the Golf Channel didn't even call me to like, hey, you know, do you want to have a side on this? They just played it. And then the world was still like, you know, this guy is fucked Tiger. I'm like, you got to be shitting me here. I mean, so I've been a little, uh, I've been a little off the social media side. Anything that has to do with answering questions about really anybody, you know, or <laughs> politics or anything. I mean, if somebody asks any type of question, even the radio show now, I, I don't get into it as much. I, I, don't, I don't really answer the question more. You know what I didn't find out either? It's a fucking Golf Channel, and SiriusXM didn't tell me this, that Golf Channel has a, a, a they record our shows. Because I always thought, like, how the hell did they get that, you know? That's they how. They record our shows. You bet. I was like, I'm thinking SiriusXM, why the fuck didn't you tell me that? <laughs> You know, I would never change my answer. I wouldn't change my answer because it was, it was correct. It, it was. was correct. No, I agree. Everything that happened, happened. He didn't play the Masters. He couldn't play the Open. And then he said, you know what, I'm shutting it down. And I said, you'll see the guy at the Hero again. And sure as shit, that happened. And then I said in fucking, uh, so I was in, uh, in Singapore last year. And he said, what do you think about Tiger comeback? You know, he played good at the Hero. I said, bro, I'm telling you right now. I, I said this in February. So one year ago, I said, two things are going to happen this year. I said, Tiger Woods is going to win a tournament, and he's going to play on that Ryder Cup team. And they're like, you're, you're serious? I said, yeah. I said, both things are going to happen. I said, the speed he has and his swing looks phenomenal. Both things are going to happen. And sure as shit, they, it did. And where's the credit? Yeah, no, you're not going to get credit for that. And no, nor, nor, nor are they going to retweet said, you know that. Tiger Woods is going to die in a fire. That thing would have gone worldwide. Oh, count on that. You know, I, I, you know I, I hate that you had to learn that lesson that way, Pat. Just like, but the world has changed. You know, like you say, I hate to say the world's changed, but it has. We, it, it has. just has, man. It just has. It has. And you got to know your room. You, you got to know your be, room. You can't have an opinion anymore. You, you can, but it's it's it dicey, right. man. It, it got to be what the public likes. Right. Hey, listen, you, you want something offensive. You want something offensive. I'll give you something offensive, exactly. my man, and you were a part of it. I hate to say this, but you were on that call with Tiger and Phil in that pay-per-view out in Vegas. You want offensive? I'll give you offensive. Oh, I, thought that was a, I thought that was a shit show going in and a bigger shit show coming out. I hate to say it, Pat. You were there, so, I mean, you had the best seat in the house. What did you make of that whole thing? Well, you know, I, I was trying to, you know, the producers kept telling us to not talk because they wanted them to do it. When I told them this a month earlier, I said, guys, I said, these guys are not going to talk. I said, they may, you may get some stuff out of it, but I said, God forbid Phil gets up. You know, Tiger wants to win. I don't care if it's a putt-putt contest. I don't care if it's a race for five yards. He wants to win everything, especially the first match going on. He doesn't want to lose to Phil on that. You know, he doesn't want to lose. I said, so God forbid he gets down, the conversation's going to be over. Now how are you going to fill that? 
well, you know, we got these people down on the ground. I said, they don't know these guys. I said, put me out there. Put me out on the grass and let me stir the pot. Let me stir some shit. I said, this is a gambling event. I said, if they want to see those two guys not talk on a Sunday, they can watch it any Sunday, you know, any Sunday. I said, this is a whole different ball game. They want a UFC type of thing. They want shit talking. They want, you know, you're not going to make that. If somebody hits in the shit, I want them to go over there. I want someone, the other player to go over there and go, hey, man, I'll give you, you know, I'll give you three to one on, on 20 dimes that you're not going to hit the green or something. That's what people wanted to hear. Exactly. And they didn't get it. Right. You know, and then they're giving each other seven-footers. I mean, come on. You got nine million online. You're going to give a guy seven footer? Yeah, it wasn't even their own money, man. That's the thing. It's not even their own money, and, that, and that's what I think. That's what the people were so upset about is the whole thing started where Phil said, "Well, I'll take his money," and then it turned into like, "Okay, well, no, that's not going to happen." So I'll take, and then it turned into this big corporate thing, and that's all it was. It was a big corporate deal. I mean, it was fun. You know, it was, it was great sitting there with Charles and Sam, and, all, and you know. But and so what I said when they made the turn, I'm like, "Hey, put me and Charles in a cart." And let, let, let's go on the back. Hell yes. And we can start getting in the action. And that's what everybody kept, you know, sending me messages. Like, why aren't you guys out there? Why aren't you out there? I said, they won't let us. I said, I would love to go out there and stir the pot. Because Charles, is unbel- as you know, he is amazing. He will say anything at any time. And he is incredible. He was got that shit going and made it more fun. Now, they got a, uh, what, a three-year deal again. So, you know, I hope that it's going to be more exciting. My idea was to bring in some of the young guns. So I called all the young boys. I called uh, Spieth and Thomas and um, Dustin and Brooks. I said, you guys need to play a four ball. You guys need to go out like an hour early during the pregame so then we can kind of comment on you guys while you're playing and then there's something else to watch. And then when you guys make the turn, then Tiger and Phil will turn off, uh, will tee off, and then they can bring up the rear, you know, and the whole thing. And I think that would be awesome, you know. And I also said it would be a great, like, uh, great match of having like Reed and Poulter play. Okay, this is what I'm talking about, Pat. Now, see, this I'd throw down for. This I'd pay 20 bucks or exactly. more for. That's what we want to see. That's what we need. You mentioned Reed and Poulter. That's pretty amazing. I mean, we think even Reed and Speak now because, you know, it seems that people don't like uh, Patrick Reed too much because he's. I guess he Pat, called out. Pat, where do you come out on that? Where do you come on that? I mean, if, I mean, you got you got Reed, right? So there's a lot of vitriol, a lot of venom for him. We know the yeah. stories, the estrangement from his family, the alleged cheating in college, him knocking heads with Speed, him crying about the Red Sox tickets. I mean, you're on the inside. Is this cat ticket thing was unbelievable? <laughs> the ticket thing, right? It was unbelievable. Where, where do you come out on that? You know, I, I get along with Patrick really well, and his caddy Kessler. I mean, I've never had a problem. You know, the guy is always high-fiving me, you know, hey, what's going on, how's the family? I mean, I get along with the guy fantastic, but I can see the other side where, you know, he says things and this and that, and, you know, people take offense to it. And the Ryder Cup thing, from what I gathered from talking to all the players on the team, everybody knew who they were going to play with two weeks before. But I think the mistake he made was calling a reporter. What was it, the New York Times? Is that who he called? He yes, like yes, said, yes, he did. Yeah, and said, you know, I got, I got fucked here. You know, I was supposed to play with Jordan, and Jordan didn't want to play with me. That wasn't it at all. You know, Furyk had those guys, you know, because Furyk had the right point, is that he can have two good teams as opposed to just one. He can have, he can split up Speeds and, and Reed, and he can put Tiger with anybody because the Tiger, I mean, who the hell wouldn't want to play with Tiger if just wins the Tour Championship? Right. He can put him with anybody, you know, and... You know, if you can't get up, amped up to playing with Tiger, it's unbelievable. So I don't, I don't think that he lost in that deal. I think he actually he gained, in fact, that he got Tiger at his best again, playing in a Ryder Cup. You know, you need that big veteran guy that's gone over there and lost a few times that wants to go over and beat the shit out of these guys. You know, Reed should have, he should have loved that. But, you know, for some reason he just thought that 
he, uh, you know, he needed to play with speed, and then he was also pissed that Justin Thomas teed off first because he thought that was his spot to tee off first on Sunday. This dude's running like, hey, look, it's hard to argue with his success in his game. He might just be running on some different fuel, right? I mean, maybe I don't know. I mean, like I said, I get along with the guy fantastic. I got no problem, but you know, to call a reporter and bitch, you know, about things that 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 you already knew about. It's like it came. It's like he landed over there in France and go, okay, well, I'm splitting you guys up. He like, knew weeks in advance, so. I don't know what the whole point of that was, and the fact that man, I'll tell you, every post that comes out about him, the people just hate him. Is, I mean, is there anything? Yeah, I mean, yeah, is is there anything that he can do? Anything he can say? Any way he can play? Is that ever going to change? Well, you or know, is that I, his I lot in life to, now? I tried to get him to call my show uh-huh. and kind of go over this speed thing because, oh man, bro, I don't want to be part of it. I said, well, this is going to give you a chance to to say something. I said, but you know, he could have also done that too. He could have gone to golf channel. So look, I'd really like to voice my opinion on this thing and and try to put people at ease and this and that, but he just doesn't, he don't want to do it. So, no, but he had no, know. But he had no problem telling you his Red Sox tickets sucked. No, exactly. I'll I mean, he doesn't feel so bad for that guy. I and mean, the thing is, they gave, they could have, he could have gotten those tickets. Right, exactly. Listen, but, Pat, now you, it, now you mentioned Charles Barkley, one of my favorites. I can go on and on about him. We also have another mutual friend, my wild man, Steve Elkington. Oh, I love Elk. Oh, you love Elk. Elk loves you. The clones who listen to the show love Elk. I've heard a million Elk stories. Hopefully you have one that I have not heard. What is your favorite Elk story? Oh, God. I think my all-time favorite was we were at Oakland Hills in, in, in Detroit there, and we're playing the practice round for the PGA. <laughs> this like a guy on 11. We get up there in the tee box. You've got to walk up to it. It's kind of like a plateau tee, you know? Right. And the fucking guy, this marshal, comes on the tee with us. And Elk has you know, seen it. He knows everything. I'm trying to learn from him. You know, he's taught me so much over the years. It's been amazing. But, you know, so he's trying to teach me where to go. And this fucking guy comes up. He goes, yeah, yeah, you want to go right over there? And you want to do this and this? And fucking Elk looked at him. And he goes, who are you, this fucking head professional? <laughs> Get the fuck off that tee there. Get down there. Get down over there by that fence. And I started dying. I couldn't believe what I had heard. You know, because I was only like 28 at the time. And I'm listening to this going, this fucking guy is incredible. You know, everything he does, though, he's unbelievable. I mean, he is absolutely amazing. That, 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 that is amazing. I mean, God, he, he once, Pat, I don't know if you ever heard the story, but I once did an appearance at Enron in Houston. And, you know, he was relentless on Colin Montgomery. Just, I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire hates him, hates him. Mrs. Doubtfire, Mrs. Doubtfire. Dude, he got up on the concourse, dressed up as Mrs. Doubtfire, and was just bombing tee shots, like totally mocking the guy, dressed up in a wig and like Mrs. Doubtfire. Now, now it's another time now. I believe it. does that shit like that? I'm doing that today on social media. Holy shit. Can you imagine? No, I, I I can, but I can't because you wouldn't be able to go outside. No, no, but he, but he, yeah, exactly. But he did it and he, and he'll come on. He'll tell you the story. If you're like me, you have a mortgage and a family who depends on your income. Then you need to protect the ones that you love with life insurance. Life insurance can pay off a mortgage or help send the kids to college. It's peace of mind. You think you can't afford it? Chances are select quote can help you get it for less than a dollar a day. Here's an example. Select Quote could find a 35-year-old man a $500,000 policy for under $19 a month or a 37-year-old female a $750,000 policy for under $22 a month. A cup of coffee costs more than that. It's going to save you money. It's going to save you time. And yes, you want life insurance. It's important. 
If you pass, life insurance is your income replacement. It can help your spouse or partner pay off the mortgage or pay for college. Let Select Quote save you time and money. Get your free quote at selectquote.com slash Rome right now. That's selectquote.com slash Rome. Get a free quote. Do not put off protecting your family even one more day. Selectquote.com slash Rome. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. You mentioned, well, what it's like to have a baby, and you mentioned Ashley. It's an amazing story. How did you and Ashley meet? <laughs> this is, yeah, this is quite the story. Everybody always wants to know, and I always have this story, and they're like, they, they drop when I tell them. So we're in Vegas. Uh, me and the boys are going to the Mac Bowl. We're going to, we're going to watch ASU and Boise State. So we go, and we're standing at the mansions, and, you know, we... We go, and I've got my boy there, Nico, who I've known, you know, through Tommy Armour forever. And, and I call him up and go, hey, bro, I'm coming in town like I always do. I'm saying, hey, do you want to go to dinner? Of course. So we go to STK, and, you know, I'm outside having a heater, and, and you know, I'm, we're, I'm, I'm smashed. It's like 9 o'clock, right? So I, I come back to the table, and here's this girl sitting right next to me. And I don't even think anything of it. You know, I just hadn't even, didn't even introduce myself, didn't talk to her, didn't nothing. So we order food. We have more drinks. to let them talk to us. About an hour goes by now. So the food comes. I get my steaks first. It's a skirt steak. Unbelievable. Cut into it. Holy shit, this is fucking unbelievable. So I'm giving everybody bites, and I take another bite. The waiter walks by, and I'm fucking snapping. I said, hey, 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 get over here, go over here. Hey, Mr. Perez, everything okay? I said, go get that fucking chef. He what? I said, go get that fucking chef. Bring his ass right here in front of me. Chef comes out, you know, big guys, all dirty as shit. Hey, Mr. Perez, everything okay? I said, take your fucking pants down. <laughs> He goes, what? I said, bro, this steak's so fucking good. You deserve a hand job right now. Take your fucking pants down. And that was it. And then she looked over me and goes, hi, I'm Ashley. How you doing? Oh, <laughs> no, dude. She couldn't believe it. But, you know, it, it was her kind of humor. And I literally, I've never done anything like that in my life. I haven't again. Where that came from, I don't know. I must have been in a hell of a place that night. But it came to me, and it happened. And then we went to the gold club after. And, um, you know, not the, not the fucking titty bar, but... The, um, up in the, uh, what the hell was it? Oh, in the same hotel, in the Cosmos. And we were there, and we were joking and laughing the whole thing. So, so then we, you know, we come back to the hotel, and all of us are staying in one big mansion there, and uh, there's a piano in there. She gets on the damn piano and starts playing like a, like a concert pianist. I go, you got to be shitting me. You play the piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I play golf, and she showed me her swing. And this, I'm like, holy shit. Who is this girl? Exactly. I'm like, where the hell did you come from? And Nico, you know, she's known Nico like eight years. I've known him 15 years. Somehow we never crossed paths ever in Vegas. I can't figure it out. But anyway, so we were going to go play Shadow Creek the next morning, but it was like, you know, 35 degrees, so we weren't going to do that. Um, so, you know, we leave town, and I keep in contact with her, and I'm thinking about her, this and that. And I said, hey, you've got to come down. For New Year's, I'm going to Barclays party. And it took me a week to convince her to come down, you know. And uh, she came, and we went to the party. I said, fuck, you know, I said, I've got to go to Hawaii next week for this tournament. But I said, would you be interested in going to San Diego and Palm Springs and going to these tournaments. And, yeah, she goes, oh, yeah, hell yeah. You know, so she came back down, and I said, we got in the car, and I looked at her. Before I drove out, I said, look, I said, I don't know how far this is going to go in these two weeks, but I said, if we can get through these two weeks, I said, we might have a chance. <laughs> and sure as shit, we did. And then, uh, you know, she moved down here about a year later, and shit, we got married four years ago in a couple of days, and now we got a baby, and everything is just literally, you know, 
Everything's unimaginable. My life turned out amazing. The last, you know, ever since she came into it, everything's just been incredible. So. Dude, that, that is an absolutely amazing story. So where, <laughs> Pat, where did you guys get married? And I'm curious, what did you serve at the wedding? So we got married down at Montalucia, down on uh, Lincoln and Tatum there. And then our, our, so we had 38 different dishes after the wedding for dinner. But the prize one, the one in the middle of all of them, with the biggest sign of all of them, we served the hand job skirt steak, <laughs> and that was a hit. There was none left when we, when we left there. <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Listen, something else. I appreciate you sharing that story, man. That's tremendous. Music, music is a big part of who you are. I mean, you've been the guy who's openly campaigned the tour to allow walk-up music during events, and they actually did it last year for the first time in New Orleans, but you were not at that tourney. I got to know, what track would you be bumping if they let you? Oh... God, there's so many. I'd go some old school 80s. I mean, Iron Maiden or you know Metallica, no problem. Um, I don't know. I'd probably go something heavy like an Iron Maiden song, like Wasted Years, or you know, even uh, Number of the Beast. You know, Metallica could be shit. Could be any of them. Justice. It could be. I don't know. It could be. I mean, it could be a thousand songs. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It'd be. It'd be something in that era. I mean, you could have anything. You could have Cinderella. You could have. You know, Great White, White Snake, Death Leopard, you know, Warrant, you know, any of these. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, what I would like to do is have it playing the whole day so at least I could get all my songs in. Right. You know what I mean? Hey, well, listen, so if they're listening right now, to get a good sense of what we're talking about here, you've got a public playlist that you've got on Spotify, Monsters, Ballads. Oh, so, yeah. So, I mean, you got some good shit on there. Oh, yeah, we're gonna, this year is going to be huge. We're going to get this thing big. So the Yacht Rock, we kind of put on hold for a little bit. Right. But the Ballads, we're going to make massive. And then I'm going to do a heavy, kind of a heavy Ballads on top of it. You know, so we're going we're gonna to make this thing big. I mean, you wouldn't believe how many times I hear <laughs> during a round, Bro, you gotta update that. You gotta update that list on Spotify. <laughs> Don't worry, bro. It's coming. I'm I'm kind of busy, you know, but I'll get to it. I promise you. Uh, dude, you're busy. You're busy in the gym throwing the weights around. Dude, dude, Pat, what do you think, man? When you see these young guys, you mentioned some of the young guys you were trying to pull in here. When you see some of these young dudes and they've got the fucking technology that they've got that you didn't come up with, they've got the technology, you know they're eating the right way, they're doing mostly the right things, they're in the gym. When you look at these young dudes, what do you think? I think they're unbelievable. I've said it I've said a hundred times. This new generation is going to carry Because, you know, I always get the question, what's going to happen when Tiger leaves? Well, when Tiger leaves, he's going to leave. It's going to be like Jack when he left. You know, and then here came Tiger. You know, so, you know, we've got, a, we've got such an unbelievable group of players between Brooks and Rory and, and DJ and Justin Thomas and Spieth, you know, and Reed, and now you've got this Cameron Champ. And I said, we've got so much stuff, you know, so many great players coming up that can win at any time. That's why it's so hard to pick a winner now because there's so many guys. I mean, for 10 years you knew one guy was going to win when he showed up, and it was a cat. Guaranteed. You know, and that was fine. You could win nine and then it left, like, you know, another 28 that someone else can win. But you just knew that was going to happen. Now it's like you have no idea. But it's so much harder today than back then. But you know what? You know, that's the way they are. See, I didn't grow up working out and all this crap. I mean, I was, I was more old school. You know, you, you hit balls for seven hours. You, you know, you, you played. You did all the things. And then by the time I was tired, I'm like, now I'm like, you know, if I get to the gym, I'll ride the bike for an hour, you know, on an off day or whatever. But, bro, after being at the course for, like, nine hours, the last thing I want to do is go lift or go, you know, <laughs> Ride a bike at 42? I mean, come on. You know, I, it's just not for me. I've been working so hard on getting my technique right that if I don't wake up hurt, you know, if I get my tech re technique right, then I won't have any injuries. And if I don't have any injuries, 
if I can get my technique right, then I can play a long time. You know, my goal is to play the 55. I want to play the champ tour for five years. But, you know, I'm hitting it better now, and my strategy on the course now and course knowledge is, is so much better than it ever was that that also helped my last two and a half years of being in the top 50. So, you know, power is one thing. The other thing is I can lift all damn day. I can do all the things I want. I'm not going to hit it 350 like these kids. They have different technique. They have different swings. I learned power a different way, and it just wasn't powerful. You know, but these kids today, they're, they're killing it. They have this tremendous speed, and they got these little narrow, thin hips and all this crap. And they, you know, but I worry for them the fact of how, how many of them get hurt. You know, like Brooks has had wrist problems, and, you know, DJ had, he's had other problems. But, you know, it, it, um, Tiger? You know, you know, Tiger. I mean, that's the, if these kids can't see it, you know, Tiger's had seven knee surgeries, right? Four back surgeries pushing himself to the max. You've heard Rory. He's had a few problems. Jason Day's hurt a lot. You know, these kids, I don't know how much you have to push yourself, but to watch the greatest do what he did. But now, not now, but, you know, for a five-year stretch there, he paid the ultimate penalty having to be away from the game because of so many injuries of pushing himself in the gym. So I worry that these kids get too caught up in powerlifting. I just tell Brooks doesn't get hurt. I mean, Brooks is the size of a house right now, you know. He worked out for three months, and he almost finished last in the tournament. I'm like, you know, so what does that prove? Such a good point, Pat. I mean, such a good point. You look at Tiger, he looks like an NFL safety. You look at Brooks, he looks like an NFL linebacker. I mean, those guys are huge now. Huge. You know? The thing huge. is also, too, I think where the, the other size of the, of the kids are coming from is they now realize they don't have to play baseball or football or basketball to make millions of dollars. Tiger right. brought in so much money and changed the sport so well that you get these big kids going, God damn, I swing at 128 miles an hour. Well, shit, if I can hit that and play, I've got three clubs less than this guy, and I can make a lot of money. Well, without... I think that's what you take, like, the Jamie Love marks. I mean, all these kids are huge now. I mean, everybody talks about Big Jack, you know, back in the day. Fuck, every time I see Jack, I, I, you know, he gets, he's smaller than I am. Right. You right. know, I mean, Big Jack was big back in the day, but Christ, he'd be, like, Barely middle of the road now out here. Right. No, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And, and not only that, but you can do that without getting punched in the face exactly. as part of your living. Hey, Pat, before, listen, really quickly, and I, I can't play favorites. I don't, but I don't apologize for this. One of my favorite athletes ever is Anthony Kim. Oh, man. God, I love this Bro. guy. Do you, what can you, do you ever see him? Well, What's the last him time you saw I him? I talk to him all the time. I talk to him all the time. He always sends a message how the baby doing. That kid is fantastic. It is such a shame. I mean, it is an absolute shame. Because he is one of the most talented players I've ever seen play, doing nothing. You know, he put in some time, but he loved to party and did all this shit. And this kid, his swing is as good as anyone I've ever swing the, seen swing the golf club. And the fact that he walked away from it. I asked him in Vegas a year ago. I said, bro, you've got to miss it. I said, bro, you, you won a, a Ryder Cup. You won four times. I said, you were on your way, and you were so young. You know, do you miss it? Because I don't miss it at all. How, what do you think that is? I, mean, I don't know, bro, because I'm telling you, you know, I, I, I can't get over the fact. If somebody was that good at something, you'd think they would do it a whole, you know. But the thing is, you can't give somebody love for the game, right? So it doesn't matter how good they are. If they don't love it, then they don't love it. You know, I don't think he loved it. I think that he knew he was amazing, and he had a, he had a total fuck you attitude. He didn't give a shit about, you know, anybody on the course. He had that tiger attitude, you know, where he wanted to fucking kill you and he wanted to beat you, and, and you know. And that's just the way it was. He had an unbelievable attitude for the game. And, God, man, it's such a shame because we were just talking about him yesterday. We put a little tournament out here in Scottsdale 
and somebody asked me about him. I said, bro, I, said, I just, you know, I just talked to him over Thanksgiving, and it, it is, it is such a shame that he quit early because I think he would have had. I think he might have been the best player, you know, under 35 over amount of time. I think he would have won so many times. He definitely had a major type game to be able to win majors, and I think it's just an absolute, just absolute shame that he didn't continue on with him. God, Pat, it's so true. I can't figure it out. I mean, I, and why would I? But I'll text him once in a while, and he does. He'll hit me back, and he's always totally cool and totally friendly, and like, yeah, Rome, I'll see you sometime when I probably will never see him. But that, that motherfucker was fierce. Dude, he was, he was fearless. So awesome. we, got into a, we almost got into a fight on the putting green in, uh, in <laughs> what, Colonial. What happened? We started John back and forth. We were throwing some race in there back and forth, you know. But we got bad, bro. We got, it got ugly. This is right before we're getting ready to go tee. And, you know, somehow, I don't know, if, I don't know what the hell happened after that, but um, somehow we got, we got cool and we've been cool ever since. And I don't know. He, you know, but he loved the job. He loved to run his mouth and this and that. And I just said, fuck it, I'm not taking this shit anymore. And I fired back at him. And we fired back and forth. And I'm getting ready to tee off in five minutes. <laughs> you know, and we left it at that. And somehow we came back, you know, about a month later and, we talked, and we were cool, and we've been cool for, you know, five years now. So, um, yeah, it, it really is a shame. I think he would have been one of those unbelievable Ryder Cup, President Cup players for, you know, until, he, until he wanted to. No doubt. I think, it's, uh, I think it's sad that, you know, that he's out of the game because I think he would have been, uh, you know, just another great American player that could have helped out. No, no doubt. Pat, you've been so amazing for this. Really quick, before you go, why don't we play one of those uh, really lame pod games that people play, like <laughs> either, either or. Let's do either or. You pick the better option. Tell me why. As an example, yeah. winning the 96 college title with ASU or winning with PXGs after Callaway dropped you. Oh, fuck, not even close. As great as my national championship ring is, telling Callaway to fuck off with my win was the absolute greatest thing that's ever happened to me. That's incredible. See, this game's easy. All right, hitting, hitting a 350-yard bomb or draining a 50-foot bender? Oh, I'll take the 50-foot bender because I can't hit a 350. <laughs> All right. Happy Gilmore or Caddyshack? Oh, Caddyshack, hands down. There's no the only the second best movie that nobody talks about is Dead Solid Perfect with Randy Quaid. That's the best character going. Hmm. How so? Well, it, people don't really know it, but there's just funny little lines there. It's about a struggling golf pro that that you know gets some money from this guy, and it, 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 it's it's just different. Happy Gilmore is great, but it's more of like today's type deal. This guy is about like a struggling pro, and he plays it to a tee, and he's got this caddy, and the caddy never you know. It's just awesome. you got to watch it. You got it. Last one. Sunny D and vodka or red wine? Oh, man. There is no either or. That's a tie. Dead-ass tie. <laughs> Let's go out on a tie. Pat, I can't even tell you, man. This I don't, Why you and I didn't come together and do this sooner, I have no idea. But this was one of the all-time legendary, <laughs> iconic podcasts already, man. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, Pat, and you finding all the time to do this. That was beautiful. Well, anytime, Rum. I'm, I'm available a lot. I can do it anytime. I'd love to. You know, Elk has nothing to do, so he has more time than I do. But, uh, yeah, I would, love, I would love to do it again. I appreciate you having me. It was awesome. Man, that was so fun, Pat. That was awesome. Listen, have a, have a great time, and let's do this sooner than later. And I appreciate you, bud. Great you job. Thanks, Rum. You're the best.
When it comes to safety, there is nothing more important than your vehicle's brakes. Trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to help you choose the brakes that are an exact fit for your car. Brands that you trust like Brake Best, Brake Best Select, and Wagner ThermoQuiet. O'Reilly Auto Parts has the brake parts and accessories you need at guaranteed low prices. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Absolutely awesome. Now, what the hell did I tell you about Pat Perez? Legend. I knew that you knew the name, but did you have any idea that that guy would show up like that? You got a problem with Pat Perez? You got a problem with you. Now, do me a solid. Pat is not on Twitter, but he is on Instagram. Go to this dude's Instagram account. It's at Pat Perez Golf, at Pat Perez Golf. Let him know you just heard him on the Jim Rome podcast. Tag my Insta handle as well. I'm at Jim Rome. I appreciate you doing that, just like I appreciate all the reviews and all the subscribes and all the shares. Let's keep this thing growing. I will catch up to all of you next week for episode 67, but... In the meantime, here is a giant-ass batch of voicemails that I cannot wait to clear from my machine. First new message. Hey, Romy. It's Nooch. Jimmy, it was a great year, man. 2018 flew by. You seemed like yesterday was, what, January 2nd? And you showed up on the big screen in my living room with that super tight lettuce. Jimmy, it's been a hell of a year. 2019 is going to bring something special. I'm going to get back to this bong. Message saved. Next message. Tyler in Edmonton. This is Rich in Iowa. Can't tell you this on the regular show, but here's something special for you in the spirit of the Christmas season from this fat American. Fuck you! Douchebag, jockhead, dipshit. Message deleted. Next message. Roma, Cody Farkey here from the Chicago Bears. Uh, heard you were doing a double uh, batch of the voicemails this week, so I had to call in. Um, as far as double things go, you know, my double doing kit, it's pretty good. My male stripper career will hang on that term alone. Thanks, bro. Message deleted. Next message. Hey, Jimmy. It's Dr. Dave. Gotta tell Hawk to finally start listening to the medical advice I give him. Dude, get some damn Purell, clean your hands, and get your damn flu shot. You're not gonna get the flu if you do this kind of shit. Come on, dumbass. Message saved. Next message. What's up, Rom? I saw you on the Woodsmacks. Epic interview. Message deleted. Next message. Hey, Jim. It's Hawk. What's that? I've been throwing up for hours, and I just activated my glutes, if you know what I mean. Message deleted. Next message. Wow. The Chargers just got crushed. Like my ex-wife at the Message deleted. Next message. Rome, you crazy son of a bitch. Paul in Buffalo. Longtime fan. Happy New Year, buddy. Hey, I knew you were the star of Space Jam. I did not realize you were the star of Two for the Money. I didn't realize you co-starred with Pacino, McGonaghy, and Rene Russo. Just saw that flick again, and uh, you stole the show, brother. Message saved. You have no more messages.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.